we're back on the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I've got Ed Sudzina, and he is the market executive for the Eastern Michigan Complex for the Raymond James and Associates. And Ed, as I'm thinking about your situation, you know, it's one thing when you've got a military scenario where people need to snap to attention, yell, yes, sir, and everything else. My note here and observation is that you still, as a leader, were out earning their respect, earning their trust, building that environment that you were ultimately leading. Tell me, when you make the transition from military, albeit impressive world-class training of West Point, when you make that transition, tell me what happens when you get into the business world. Is it a difficult transition for you? Back then, I'd say yes. It was challenging because I knew how to do, you know, certain things as an infantry officer. I understood that world. I knew I had leadership to offer, but finding the path was challenging. That's one thing. Right now, I'm the national co-chair of Raymond James for our Valor, which is our Veterans Inclusion Network, as well as I'm on the committee for our Veterans Financial Advisor Network at the firm. That's one thing that's important to us right now is to try to give veterans a path. I didn't really have one. There are companies out there that can try to get you where you need to go as a veteran, but you really don't know what you don't know. I stumbled into the financial services industry. I was blessed to have that opportunity, and I was also very fortunate to make the most of it. But I came in as a financial advisor, really not knowing anything. And, you know, I did lean on the training, which is something I got from the military, understanding that training is everything, and just absorbed it all to try to become you know, valuable to clients as soon as humanly possible. And that was my path into the industry. And that's interesting. It's so true. You really don't know what you don't know. And there's other cliches that I've heard as well, which is people really don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. So there's a personal relationship that needs to be built. I'm naive because I was not a military guy. I can't thank you enough for your service and what military people do. But I'm curious, it doesn't always feel like a touchy-feely thing. It feels like that sensitivity issue of being able to relate to other people. Either you got it or you don't, or are there things where you'd say, no, no, I think there's ways to learn that. Any reaction to that? Yeah, I agree. So in the military, there is a chain of command. And you know what? You have authority under, you know, Article 15. These soldiers have to follow you. If they don't, there's consequences. It doesn't mean that you act in that manner based on your rank. You should never lead based on rank. So in the civilian world, you just need to be sensitive to the fact that rank really doesn't matter. You want to be as collegial as you humanly can be, learn from one another, build that trust so that regardless of what your rank is, people are willing to follow you because they know that you're with them and that you're willing to roll up your sleeves and get dirty with them and do anything and everything that it takes to be successful. And that's very important to me. I've always wanted to be a servant leader. And I think that is the only way to really be successful, to get people to trust you and to want to do the things that are going to make the organization better. Well, and tell me about, you know, you've said servant leader now, and you've also mentioned humility a couple different times in this conversation. Tell me, do you think that being a servant leader or showing humility, do you think that weakens you to people that don't know you? People take advantage of that? Tell me your thoughts on that. I just don't. And a lot of it has to do with the people that you hire and how you develop those people. You're looking for those people that have the same kind of hearts. 
you want very different perspectives for sure. And that's what's valuable. But if someone knows that you have their best interest in mind each and every time and every day, and that you're offering the best of yourself to allow them to be as successful as they choose to be, they're going to follow you regardless of, again, rank or prestige or credibility that you may have built at another time in another place. Yeah. Not always do we get the people with the right heart. And so we used to call them crucial conversations. So in business, some of the biggest mistakes I've made is not having that crucial conversation with people that needed to have some clarity about my expectations. Do you have a reaction to that? Are there been some crucial conversations that you've had to have with people that weren't meeting your expectations? Those are the hardest ones to have, obviously. But I just found that if you've been honest all along the way and you allow people to know how they're doing and how they're performing and what the expectations are, those crucial conversations tend not to be a surprise for the person on the other side receiving that. Mm, well it's just about, again, having the empathy that's necessary, but being direct and letting them know, you know what, this conversation is going to sting a little bit. But we need to talk about something here that's going to only benefit you if you choose to allow it to benefit you in your career. And it's not uh, mindless criticism. It's having that crucial conversation with purpose and being focused so that you're going at it with an intent of improving the situation and making them better making your situation better. And gosh, Ed, I can tell you, you're making my situation better because I'm taking some amazing notes from an amazing leader who's joined us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're going to go pay some bills and be right back. Yeah.